Hello, this is Angie Meadows. This is The Rocker Recovery. We're coming to you from Expression Studio in Huntington, West Virginia. We're glad to have you for this radio show. Also be aired on my podcast called Rocker Recovery. You can find the PDF on enablersjourney.com. And we will be able to share with you all the things that we have learned about how to overcome trauma. So today, we want to do lesson one in the Rocker Recovery Overcoming Trauma book that can be found on amazonbooks.com. And the scripture that I want to start with is, Rescue me from a violent death. Spare my precious life from these dogs. Psalms 22:20, And I feel like the dogs in life that we're struggling with right now are drugs and alcohol and, and the abuse that we've gone through. And so we have to be able to learn how to pull up that trauma to be able to reprogram it. So in the introduction, let me read you the introduction. Initial intentional thinking is a small part of the average person's daily cognitive thinking. We may initially think about work or a project, but to intentionally think deeply about what we say, do, or feel, something is missing emotionally in the developmental skill in many of us. So instead, when daily life triggers a trauma wound, it is automatically felt as an exaggerated wound. Even a small, insignificant rejection from someone we really do not know could precipitate a quick slide into the dysfunctional inner core responses because of a previous intense trauma wound. This makes us unable to trust ourselves. We dip into these um, these undependable emotions, these emotions that make us feel like we're divided within ourselves, like we've, we've lost something, and now we can't trust ourselves, so it, it develops a deep anxiety. So some of our responses are so quick that there is not even time to think of the trigger that may have caused the old wound to resurface. So if this trigger can be identified, we will know the old trauma wound that needs to be worked through and released. So now let's look at the lesson. When a surge of anxiety, fear, or anger, or one of our core responses are felt, I want you to pause and then recognize what happened to trigger this emotion. Usually, this is not a healthy expression of an emotion, but an exaggerated one. It can be an overwhelming and uncontrollable emotion, which can lead to impulsive behaviors. So after studying trauma, I want you to be able to identify your different inner core responses that you express during times of stress. So I have a chart here that you'll be able to look at on the PDF. And in this chart, you will be able to recognize your inner core responses and your traumas and how that has been pre-programmed into you and how it's automatic. This happens with adults or in childhood during a traumatic event, such as an accident, divorce, domestic violence, toxic relationship, or a sudden and chronic illness. Also, intense emotional trauma experienced by an active military service men and women can imprint trauma. So lasting recovery will need to address the trauma in our past and help us develop a safe inner self. Without addressing the traumas, we're constantly being triggered and not having the skill to be able to navigate it. So this can be done when we slow down enough to discover our emotional wounds. We heal and we choose to retrain our subconscious responses. So our intentional thinking is like 5%. It's only like 5% of, of the thinking that we hear and that we, we can think about in our minds. But there's 95% of automatic subconscious thinking. And when it's an old trauma wound, it's exaggerated. And these exagger exaggerated trauma wounds lead to substance use disorder. 
lead to those severe inner core responses. So let's look at the trauma. Trauma can be betrayal, abandonment, neglect, being misunderstood, being insecure, unloved, unwanted, rejected, bullied. Could be somebody that's just a hypocrite that tells you to do one thing and does something different. Any type of emotional wound can lead to this type of trauma. A physical wound, uh, being sexually abused, physically abused, these are all trauma wounds. And what these wounds do is they're stuck in the imprint of our emotions. So our emotions have DNA too, just like our cells, our physical cells, our physical identity does. So even as a baby, we're imprinted with this type of trauma. So depends upon how you've been nurtured, how you've been cared for, if you have been neglected, or if things have happened that's been just out of everyone's control, a loss of a, a death of a parent, a, a car accident, some other type of trauma, it can, it can imprint into that subconscious and be able to be triggered anytime anything looks like or feels like it. So once I was, um, I was in a car accident and uh, I remember seeing the lights come at me from around the curve. And then it was probably three or four months later, I was um, driving around a, a curve and there was lights coming at me and, and I just froze. And it had nothing to do with what was going on because they were on the right side of the road. It had to do with that trauma memory that got triggered. So some of the inner core responses that we go to when our traumas are triggered are anxiety, anger, fear, grieving, self-pity, loneliness, depression, suicidal thinking, stubbornness, hopelessness, and all of this is intense suffering. There are other times that we get so stuck in these um, emotions and they get so exaggerated that we go to um, severe trauma responses, which could be like cutting ourselves, uh, suicidal thoughts that are obsessive, homicidal rages, confusion, hopelessness, violence, alternating with intense pleasure seeking and the development of other behaviors to escape reality like substance use disorder. So once I was working at a, was volunteering at a, a rehab and doing church on Sunday afternoons, and this one little fella, he comes down the down the walkway and he's just stomping and he says, I got to get to church today or I'm going to be in jail by the time the sun sets. And so I started quizzing him about what had happened. And he said, you know, this guy was just, he just kicked me on the back of the shoe. He was just irritating me. He said, and I turned and if there'd been something in my hand, he'd have lost his head. And he said, it just, it just set me off into this rage. So I showed him this chart. And I said, okay, so that was a subconscious response to an old trauma wound. And he looked at these trauma wounds, these betrayal, abandonment, neglect, you know, the rejection, the sexual abuse, the insecurity. He looked at these and he said, I got every one of these wounds. And then he said, I got every one of these inner core responses. And then he says, I got every one of those severe responses. What do I do? And I said, how old are you? And he said, 32. And I said, how old were you when this anger started, this intense, exaggerated anger? Because his emotional inner core response was anger. And he said, I was about nine. And by the time I was 12, no one could handle me. And I ended up being raised in juvenile, and I've been in and out of prisons ever since. And I said, okay, what happened when you were nine? And uh, immediately his countenance changed, and he was broken, and he started sobbing. 
and he was telling me the story of what happened when he was nine and how it kept happening over and over again, the abuse, the violence, uh, the, um, the inability to hide, the inability to get away from it, the powerlessness that, that started the anger cycle to be able to defend himself. And so he said, you know, at 12, I was just raging. And I said, well, you're not nine, you're not 12, you're a man, you're 32, and no one can do this to you again. You know, you're, you're big. You're not that little child inside. And it just broke him. And he said, you know, I haven't cried since I was 9 or 10. And it turned him around. It made him realize that the behaviors that he was seeing and that he was feeling and experiencing was out of this trauma. And so whenever we go into this type of trauma wounds and they're unaddressed, then we put ourselves in these mental prisons. And he had put himself in this mental prison to where he couldn't think his way out of it. You know, it, it was just an automatic, automatic anger. And when we do that, then other people can do mind control on us, just like that guy was kicking the back of his shoe. That was just enough for somebody else to be controlling him to initiate this trauma response. So we're going to talk about in this series how to be able to overcome this trauma, how to reprogram this. We're going to talk about... Um, the intercore responses. We're going to talk about how to retrain that with character, with the fruit of the spirit. We're going to talk about how to get out of those mental prisons and how to recognize the mind control. So the exercise for this lesson is to separate yourself from past traumas. Now I want you to begin to look at this trauma trap evaluation to identify your past traumas, your inner core responses, and your severe trauma responses. And I found that as I'm working with my groups, it you know, I have an empty um, chart here that you could give your groups, but I find that it's easier to give them the one that's got the trauma on it and the inner core responses and let them circle the ones that they have experienced so that they can recognize them. So these will be on my website at enablersjourney.com. So use this trauma trap to prompt the discovery of your inner wounds. Identify your past and your present traumas and your inner core responses along with severe responses so that we can start reprogramming them. So the application here is I want you to think true, noteworthy, and noble thoughts about yourself. You see, there's a selfish self and there's a sanctified self. And when we get stuck in trauma, it just we're driven by um, self-preservation, by being able, trying to be able to protect ourselves and that closes us off to others and makes us in a selfish trap but as we start to heal then we can start thinking differently about ourselves we can start thinking differently about the things that have happened to us we can start asking God to redeem the time to redeem what has happened to turn it to our good and to his glory and we can we can quote scriptures over ourselves and these scriptures will heal us they will help us to to form other thinking patterns so the, sometimes a, a trauma pattern is like deep mud, and it's like you've driven your thoughts on that track so long that the suns come out and harden them, so you don't even know how to think a different thought. So we have to start thinking higher thoughts. We have to start thinking God's thoughts so that we can start reprogramming that. So in Philippians 4.8, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever 
whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I did this. I was so stuck in anxiety. Uh, my inner core, my trauma response, my trauma trigger was um, rejection, and my inner core response was self-pity. And so whenever I felt the self-pity, I recognized that I had been triggered and I would start looking for that rejection. And, and a lot of times it had nothing to do with me. It had to do with the per- fact that the person didn't feel good or, or that the person had just gotten a diagnosis that was really serious that they, they were having uh, struggles trying to cope with. So I put these, uh, this list next to my sink where I do my dishes. True, noble, right pure, lovely, admirable. And as the thoughts would come up, I would look over there and I would say, is it true? Is it noble? Is it right? And if it wasn't, I just kicked it out. I was like, okay, I can't think that thought right now because it's not going to do me any good. And it's going to be continuing to go down those hardened paths that's going to continue to land me in suffering. So the balance is to not think too highly of myself. For by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you in Romans 12:3. So there's this sober judgment I want to have on myself. I don't want to hear what other people say about me. I want to hear what God says about me. I want to hear him say that, um, that he knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb that he has sanctified me, that he has redeemed me, that, that he loved me before, before uh, I, I was ever here. For God so loved the world that he gave, and he just keeps giving to us. And as we respond to him, then we can start to believe that we're loved. Because sometimes when you've had this kind of trauma, it's very difficult to believe that you're loved or that you're lovable or that anyone could ever love you because you don't love yourself. You've just got this wounded heart. It's very difficult to trust a wounded heart. So I want you to realize today that you're not your past, that you're not the trauma that has happened to you, and you're not what has been done to you. So together we're going to learn and we're going to grow and we're going to understand our worth and our value and preciousness before God. So the principle, the thinking principle that I want you to understand in this lesson is healing our emotional wounds brings lasting emotional stability. Healing our emotional wounds brings lasting emotional stability. So we're not going to be able to be stable emotionally and be able to trust ourselves to land on our feet, to kind of bounce back, to, uh, to be able to experience joy and peace in our life if we have wounds that have not been dealt with and have not been healed. So for the next several weeks, recognize your trauma and inner core responses. And next we will explore the mental prisons and the mind control traps caused by trauma. And then we will discover biblical thinking principles from God's word that can foster our emotional maturity. We're going to reshape a new identity with an entire emotional makeover. So before this series is over, we will be able to pull subconscious reactions into conscious thinking and repattern them. And this will be nurturing us and deep healing. So today I want you to start looking at the emotions that you have that are strong and intense and confusing and and not safe. The anxiety, the anger, the fear, the grieving, the self-pity, the loneliness, the depression, the suicidal thinking, the stubbornness, the hopeless feelings. I want you to think about these and recognize when they're coming and then start um, 
tracing back the jelly beans that Pooh Bear left for us to find our way back <laughs> so that we can we can understand where did this start today? What triggered me today? Because if you can figure out what triggered you today, it doesn't have power over you. And then if we can figure out where this started in your life and what age you were. As a child, you just didn't have the um, cognitive ability, the emotional structure in your life to be able to overcome this type of stuff. But as an adult, you do. As a young adult, you do. As a teenager, you do. And I feel like there's a lot of young teens and uh, college students that are going the wrong way because they are trying to cope with trauma wounds. So as we start working through the series, we can work with others that are struggling. Even if they don't have substance use disorders, uh, we can cut them off at the past before they do. So my favorite verse in the whole Bible is, As for me, I will behold your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with your likeness. Psalm 17:15. So get a verse. Get it before the frontlets of your eyes and let it heal your heart. Find one that speaks to you and one that has power, one that can comfort you in those dark nights. So, Lord God, would you give us the wisdom to understand our fleshly emotions that drive us to destruction? Would you help us to be intentional with our thinking and spare us from being controlled by emotions and emotions of others? Let us contend for our freedom from anxiety and let us pursue you until we awake in your likeness. In Jesus' name we pray. And this is The Rocker Recovery and we're happy that you have been with us and you have worked through Lesson 1 of Rocker Recovery, Overcoming Trauma. And we will begin Lesson 2 shortly. <music>